Welcome back to a very special year-end episode of Witty Banter. Technically, episode number 135. Am I correct on that? Let me run the numbers on that. Can you tell us what that is? 135 or 134. Still up in the air. Nobody knows. (laughs) Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I am your host, Max, with me today, Chase Williams. Hey, how's it going? All the way from California. He flew in. This is, I'm savoring the moment. Because you've been room. on the other side when Hunter's on on my side, it and it's yeah. it's isolating. It doesn't feel good. It sucks ass. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> not, right. But then somebody, you guys get to hang out afterwards, and yeah, I don't. And then I got to go to San Diego and hang out with you. Yeah, yeah true. And do speaking the same of, with you. Yeah, speaking of sucks ass, Hunter is also here as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> just, oh boy. Just kidding, guys. Take that back. I am so sorry. You're a big boy. Here he is. Okay, lo- big I would boy, never right? say big that boy? about the Lone Star Lug. Okay, he's here with us today. He knows that that's my little like. That's how he's gonna get in. Good Stroking it. He didn't even, he didn't, he didn't even give me a name. Yeah, I rear end him at a like a red light or something, and I get out like Lone Star. Look, are you oh, okay? Lone and he's like, Star actually, Lug. everything is just fine. Come on, bud. That's okay. Uh, but we actually have a fourth magical guest on today. Magical indeed. Yeah. Well, Who not really magical because he's a man of science. Okay, right. he flew in straight from the space station today. Appreciate that, Mr. Space Max Kelleher. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. It's gonna be. You guys are talking about like what side of the mic you guys are on, California, Houston. I'm on the other side of the speakers on this one, man. I'm on the microphone side of the podcast. I'm on the really opposite side on this one. In a completely different dimension. It feels you know? good, man. Yeah, it but like, <laughs> like I said, I mean, this is the second podcast for you of the day. I feel like you're just slipping right into it. Right into it. Yeah, man. It's like a glove, man. Yeah. It's so like, tough to talk like a glove. Stuff, huh? Especially when you have such interesting <laughs> things to say. <laughs> have you guys ever had a podcast where it was Max no. and Chase on one side? And Hunter on the other side? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Max and be. Chase have uh, recorded uh, episodes of their own where right. I wasn't there. Right. So like the spring break, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, y'all got to do that. Um, not <laughs> one where I'm on one side and Max and Chase are on the other real time. He has okay. never experienced the isolation yeah. of trying that to... That I experience every let's, week. Let's be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's They're be honest. Really hard I, I'm the heartbeat and the pulse of this show. There yeah. it is. And it therefore... The flag's in the same. I gotta be, I gotta be closest to, to the real, the real juices flowing. Somebody has gotta be absorbing in your chemistry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody does. Channeling it. Yeah. Through Somebody's the gotta be getting that, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this is going to be a special episode, a little bit more freeform, a little bit more laissez-faire. Yeah, man. I say. So what, the Sorry, fourth man. time we've done one of these? I believe yeah. so. Fourth year, fourth, man. Fourth annual, wow. my friend. This yeah. one, cross your fingers, is listenable, which yeah. is cool. That's great. <laughs> hey, you look. be able to hear us all, which means that we've we, already beaten last year. We, <laughs> means, let's just let it go. Let's, just, <laughs> let's do whatever we fucking want. We right? don't have Guitar Hero mic stands. We don't. Yeah. Shed I'm, those. I'm watching the feed now, and we're all actually being recorded individually instead of one of us not being recorded right. or at fucking zooming seven times speed or yeah. whatever the fuck bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, man. I'm excited to... It, the last I was saying, like, it's kind of a tradition... Usually we kind of uh, sit around a table when we're doing our podcasts and stuff, yeah. but here we're gonna like lounge out. It's we're usually gonna... pretty professional. We get our suits and ties on. <laughs> we come into work. We clock in. The suits and ties. This motif. is really casual compared to the yeah. norm. You guys norm, are really yeah, yeah, yeah. Look Max, the hair you, down. Here. I know what you're thinking when you look around. You're like, I thought this was a professional studio. We don't normally do this. We okay, are not yeah. at WB Studios right now. Woody Manders Studios, by the way, not Warner Brothers. We could get sued for that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but don't do that. 
Yeah. It's so also cool having Spaceman Max here because what I find interesting is that like you, we all went to high school together, mm-hmm. but we didn't. I, at least I we never hung out in high school, no. so there's not a feeling of like oh we reconnected. I literally feel like I met you as a friend, a fresh as if it was, yeah, as if it never happened, you know, as like, high school never happened. Looking back on it, you probably have a memory of this, but we actually met Uh-oh. when we were in sixth grade. Are you talking about with basketball camp or some Ooh, shit? Ooh, a magic camp. Yes, I remember this. Uh, we were magic camping what the hell over at Magic Max. He is ah, the magic man. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I remember this. Way it was a summer back. camp. Yeah. I still remember magic tricks from that camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, who's, who's more magical now? Wow. Definitely me. I still got tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Without any understanding of where I'm coming from, it's Chase, 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you were like basically the only person I talked to in that whole uh, Yeah, I was like reaching story. back in the memory, but yeah, I remember right. you being there. Yeah, so we all hung out. Like, we knew each other in high school. It's but just it was interesting never, uh, how those super paths tight. have crossed. I yeah, just absolutely. remember one time where we all got to hang out uh, at my mom's place. I remember that gone. too. Yeah. And we got to kind of have some good, good combos there. Good vibes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, we're bringing it all back. Yeah. High school. No, absolutely. It's a little bit of a reunion, kind of, for sure. Uh, <laughs> kind of, for sure. Kind of, for sure, right? Uh, but we, although we are all reunited, we are all very different people. We're all drinking very different drinks, too, as well. And I think mm. I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention what yeah, we were sipping on. Because stone. we have all kind of, we're, we're a little bit out of our wheelhouse here. At least I am, for sure. Because I'm not drinking a beer on the show. Are you drinking a beer on the show, Other Max? I'm not. Well, you never drink anything on the show, so you <laughs> well, were already from the game. <laughs> he drank a beer the last time we that had him on. That was actually true. Yeah, that was the NASA that episode, man, way back. Really, over way back. a year him ago. Him and I so. connecting over those darkies, those dark brand, those dark Yeah, let's cut the mic on that. That's been Woody Banter episode number one thirty-four. <laughs> what year Thank is you so it? much? Jesus Christ. <laughs> dark brews. Dark brewskies. Dark Really clarify that. Yeah. What was it? Do you remember what beer was? It was it was a community beer, right? Well, we had the we had the eight one to rocket fuel. It was like earlier in the day. It was from Community Brewery, and I think it was like Legion or something like that, something along those lines. But it was like super. Oh, with the dark. awesome label to it. I might be overstating. Like I think you know, it's not bad marketing, but I just remember being like, yes, another brother in arms with. The dark. dark. Yeah. No. Yes. Sweet. Yes. Max, what do we do on these end of the year episodes, man? So on this end of the year episode, like I said, we're keeping a little bit of a loose form to it. We're going to sprinkle in some emails throughout because we got a bunch of them, believe it or not. Too many. We have way too many emails. You guys are which stressing means me we out. are literally in the tens <laughs> yes. of emails right now, which is, well, my God. Staggering. Yeah, we definitely need to lighten the load on that. And then we're also going to do a little bit of a, a year in review, you know, look back on the, on As the it year, is. who we are, maybe give it a number at the end, of, if you want to, of course. And I know Hunter has something he kind of wants to talk about, too, as well, right? So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's just jump right into this here. Okay, this is Witty Banter. Okay, Hunter, you've had a pretty Tee us exceptional up, dude. year. See, like, All right. <laughs> I feel like I have. It's way less formalized as it's coming across. Just hyping it right now. Yeah, just hype it all. Well, you printed off all those really papers. Yeah, right. You got yeah. the reading off this document. I figured you'd be able to <laughs> hit us with some knowledge right now. I guess I will just say that when I was thinking on the year in review and looking in the rearview mirror. That 
you know, I'm sure that it maybe felt like this with other years, but man, I really felt like there's a lot of shit that happened this year. This was an eventful year. Just like, just like brief recaps on just major things that happened, right? You got to go to Harvey and Irma and Hurricane Maria. Yeah. Just three places just getting completely decimated by water, Mm -hmm. right? Like we haven't biblical proportions. Yeah. Like these like hundred year fucking storms coming across in three different places. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy. Does that right? does that amp you guys up on like no evidence that climate change is fucking I, here? It's so hard for me to try to attribute that one way or the other to it. I right? don't know enough about it to say. See, my thing is is that I would point to the fact that I think hurricanes are caused by warmer waters in the ocean. Right. So I would think like then that means that things are warmer, therefore we're fucking shit up, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I also think that hurricanes seem like it, it i'm not gonna say that like oh well three hurricanes can't naturally be huge right next to it or right, right after each other right i just that wonder, can't naturally happen because i see people who like even facebook the next couple of days are like <laughs> what more proof do you need you know like just <laughs> digging in yeah. and, but it's also hard to like not get kind of caught up in that zeitgeist and be like yeah. well shit man like this does yeah. feel abnormal and then i remember even in college specifically professors being like yeah no even abnormal snowfall is mm-hmm. a result of climate change because right, there's yeah. like more precipitation in the air. And like you see in Europe or even in fucking Houston getting a ton of snow, like that is not a normal occurrence. And I don't know. I just, it just seems like it was a tiny little building of, of abnormal yeah. events happening where it's just like, man, is something different now? Like, I a hundred percent would not discount that notion. Yeah, I would definitely at, at least entertain the idea that it is a, a byproduct of it. But so it's one of those things where like, I'm just going to air with the scientific community. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I'm right? probably going to trust the scientists. The instruments. I don't have the funds. I don't know. So luckily, with our society, we have division of labor. Yeah. So I don't have to know it. I'm going to air with the scientific community. Yeah. So if they saying, say it's a direct result of it, I'll believe you. Hmm. If all of a sudden new evidence comes out, new experiments are done, and it seems like, oh, no, we overblew it. Actually, climate change mm-hmm. isn't that big of a deal. Cool. Right. I'll change my opinion with the scientific consensus. That's sort of like where I'm at, at least with it. And yeah. you gotta, and you gotta. I think you have to be skeptical and watch out for like the opportunism of it, right? Like scientists that want to get that point across, just getting to point at it, right? But at the same time, like I just, I think it's starting to get to kind of ridiculous, right? There is just a lot exactly, of evidence. Yeah. There's a lot of evidence. <laughs> so there's that, right? We had these huge fucking storms. We had wildfires in fucking uh, California that right. have been Fire raging. was getting jealous of all the water. Yeah. <laughs> and was like, what? They think water's bad? Okay, hold on. Here. That's cute. Fire watch this. Fire yeah, watch me villain. do this on the other half of the country. It was ridiculous. Um, it was rem- strange going into the break room and seeing my home of Houston on the news. Yeah, the right. national news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching that flood happen, and it, like almost feeling like an air of guilt. Mm-hmm. Like I can't believe I'm not there right now. Not because yeah. like I deserve to be whipped, but it's just like man, like I got I got really lucky, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah. it was just a very surreal experience. Well, imagine being in it and not like like I I always point to the fact that like I literally moved from a place where that place that I moved from got 100 percent flooded. So like, all of my shit could have got gone right? right my car everything by like a margin of a seven days couple days yeah yeah couple That's days crazy. Wow. Yeah. and also i moved to the bayou i moved right off of the bayou that experienced 40 feet of growth and i just happened to be on the side of the river that i didn't get anything <laughs> right? right yeah so but i'm waking up every morning i'm like hmm 
time to make steak, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's on the news on top of their houses and shit. Right. And like, I've actually been able to like be okay and through mm-hmm. it. And I think, every, you know, like everything, everybody that I've talked to, at least like that I know very well has actually been okay through it. But I do yeah. know people that yeah. definitely lost almost everything. Mm-hmm. So definitely oh, yeah, just a huge part of this year. That was a major bummer for Houston. But then right after that, Houston goes and wins the World Series. Yeah. Nice. How crazy is that? Like, like what? We've been a, we've been a major league uh, baseball organization for over like fifty years, and then we have like one of the lowest lows, and then right after that, you just have this like incredible turnaround. In one of, of the most riveting series, yeah, ever. maybe ever, Man. maybe ever, yeah. Like so many people, because everyone was like, "Oh, the Sh- Chicago Cubs, that was the the best World Series you could ever have," and I'm like. I was on my edge of this, on the edge of my seat, like every pitch throughout this whole World yeah. Series. It's crazy. Yeah, we had two of the games of the seven were in the top twenty like, most interesting games of MLB history. Yeah, based on the idea <laughs> of like every single play, the ability of that play to change the end of the game. Yeah, was so high. Yeah. two of the games of the best twenty games ever played were in one series. Yeah, dude, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was great. It was like, so every game up until the very last game was like super edge of your seat, super like awesome and fun to watch. And then the very last one was like the nail because we, yeah, destroyed, we destroyed them. Destroyed so it's like, them, but yeah. don't let it be confused. So we didn't just get this on <laughs> luck. Yeah. We are the dominant team, right? So we won in a very dominant fashion as well, which is, yeah, exactly. Like Harvey who, man, I mean, <laughs> this is a World Series. Houston, that was man. crazy though. Do you like talking about mission control and working at NASA? We had multiple people who live in that area. Just yeah. complete loss of house, like wow. not damage, like the house isn't there anymore, kind mm. of stuff. And then it, the roads are flooded, so you have people sitting on console as life support for the ISS that can't get relieved. So yeah. you're on console for like 48 hours, yeah. and you can't like go to sleep, right? Like yeah, the ISS no, at any moment focused. could be six lives at stake and the vehicle yeah. at stake. So you have to be alert and vigilant. So we're setting up cots in the back rooms while people who are like back room certified are trying to like figure out what they can do to help the front room, people yep. who are like actually the experts. Yeah. They got pretty crazy. People bringing in like hot food when the roads would sort of like um, drain out a little bit just for like a car to get through. One car would fly in, bring a bunch of hot food to mission control, say, here's a bunch of food. I'm yeah. sorry, I have to go home before the roads flood again. Yeah, so dude. the stories were pretty crazy. Yeah. It's that whole area, like the, the ops environment, the inability to take it easy, you know? It was yeah. pretty cool. It was, it was pretty interesting stories. Absolutely. <laughs> Very much so. So we had, yeah. we had all that going on in Houston this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We had, um, unfortunately, like we've had some pretty crazy moments of like scares and or just tragic events, which I think is you should at least acknowledge in mm-hmm. your review, right? You had the Las Vegas, I think, which was the biggest shooting that we've experienced. That was unreal. Yeah. yeah. What, like 58 people? Yeah. Um, 500 injured or something? Yeah, something crazy yeah. like that. Um, also, dude, this North Korea stuff, especially as me and Chase are about to go to Japan, right. yeah. they're just launching nuclear <laughs> 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 Throwing them out. Them out. Throwing them into the and ocean. And then there's yeah. the most recent one. They literally just launched it into space, just straight up, like past the atmosphere. They didn't have a great, cool path, but it went straight up about past the space shuttle, I think, right? like They launched it 2,800 miles straight up. Yeah. So ISIS is 2,200. Yeah. So the idea was I'm gonna launch past it straight the up. Past satellite. And you, yeah. Oh, like ten times past. Would the y'all ISS. ever be like, well, could it have hit y'all? Or, I mean, so the idea. Oh, it, it could have as far like as that goes. But yeah, we would have yeah, calculated right. that out and moved the ISS. Yeah. So the idea was they launched it straight up. So when you calculate it, if it was at like a 45 degree angle, it would have hit mainland U.S. 
Yeah. So the idea was I'm going to launch it straight up just to prove that the range was there if we wanted it. Yeah. The thing is the missile broke up on re-entry, so they don't have heat shields figured out yet. Hmm. So there are... We're talking about the last pieces of the puzzle here. Guidance (laughs) and navigation and heat shields. Yeah. Like they have the bomb clearly with like 6.3 magnitude earthquakes coming out of North Korea. Hydrogen bomb is understood. They have that. They have the range of the missile... Now it's just guidance and navigation and heat shields, right? That's what they need. Crazy. So, yeah, it's last pieces for sure. Things so, that are understood. Heat shields <laughs> have been understood since the 60s from Russia and America. Mm-hmm. Guidance and navigation, look at my cell phone, right? I have the ability, at least, like, that technology is out there. Mm-hmm. Now, putting on a missile is understood by many, many countries, right? Yeah. It's a matter of time for sure. So there's, and there's been crazy other, you know, horrible public events um, in Europe there's been stuff that's happening in like Syria and just all over the freaking place. I don't have a whole lot of specifics because I haven't prepared a lot of stuff. I just know that as far as just like the talk around like gun control, the talk around, um, you know, just just general like public safety and, and who is responsible for what and like how much we should try to be regulating stuff like that. I think it's starting to become like a, a conversation of our time. Because it's like everybody's becoming empowered with more and more technology and more and more uh, access to resources that can hurt people. So it's like, you know, we're really having to try and figure out in Lightspeed how how to deal with all that shit, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. Lightspeed is pretty crucial, too. It's just everything is speeding up. I mean, that's that's been since the 1850s when globalization really started with even trains crossing distances, just shrinking the world down. Now we're talking about shrinking it down to like nanoseconds and mm-hmm. microseconds and everything is so fast that like, it's not about trying to uh, like adapt. It's just trying to just predict and like figure out what the hell is actually happening underneath your feet, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then that leads me to like the whole cryptocurrency thing, man. Like yeah. that has been huge. It is it gone from 18 billion at the beginning of this year or around the middle of this year to it went like a hundred billion and sometime between like September and October, 200 billion, 300 billion. It's at like 600 billion right now. Uh, and then it just dropped. It just like crashed today <laughs> oh, no. into like 500, 470 billion. Right. And so that's been this crazy thing. Cause it's been like, there's just so many different opinions. The majority of people that I talk to is like, it's not real. I'm so sided with you though, because I see the character, like the caricature of the descent that you make fun of everywhere around me now. And now I just look at those people like they're cartoon characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and but like the thing is, the thing, the the, the reason why that is is because, um, so when people. When people think of like investments, they think of intrinsic value. Intrinsic value is when you have something that generates returns, that it has some sort of operating ability to give you regularly spaced income that you can recognize. Whereas like this is completely different from that. Like this is a completely different beast because it doesn't, it's not giving you returns. There's not an income off of uh, off of like cryptocurrencies or anything, you're literally just betting that this is going to be a huge revolutionary thing. Yeah. And so when people are like, "Oh, well, I don't know how to value it," uh, now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, "Okay, well, now I just need to make sure that I go through learning about the fundamentals of the project." Yeah. Is there a huge community around it? Is there a cool developer base? Is it cool branding? Does it have a cool use case? Is it a first mover in its use case? Yeah. There's all these just like overall kind of like. Uh, abstract ways of viewing it. You well, know, a few are, episodes ago, you talked about how you felt like it was 
the you've you've compared it to um, being there when the internet was created, and that yeah. seems very romantic and almost hyperbolic. But I had an Uber driver say almost the same exact thing, and not that like two people saying that suddenly makes it valid, but <laughs> enough people saying it all together means everyone's going to believe it. And the second it's all believed, then we've all accepted it. When and once it's accepted, price, right? then yeah, yeah, exactly, then, yeah. Then, then there it is. And so. Like I know personally in 2018, like I'm calling you up and it's it's time to get in, you know. I yeah. I'm literally open for all telephone calls. There you go, to. man. Set up the hotline with a banter. I've I've sold my dad on it for hours. I've nice. uh, bought my brother or my dad Brooke books about it um, from this guy named Andreas Antonopoulos, who's like the leading speaker on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's just it's just fun. It's just a completely different thing. Yeah. It's not it's like a it's like a feeling of novelty that I feel like I haven't felt in a long time. Sure. You know, which is like it's 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 like play. But right? that's also why I think so many people are against it is because I think it's taken you an extreme amount of legwork to get to the point the point where you feel power over the information mm-hmm. and you don't feel overwhelmed by it. And there's people who are like, dude, I'm not about to fucking dive into that shit. No, and so they write it off, you yeah. know, and it's, it's not like, real. well, <laughs> yeah. then I can't learn about it. It's not real to me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. put a Bitcoin in my hand, put a Bitcoin in my hand. Well, there was it's not, not real. There was a guy <laughs> in New York who got arrested because he was selling Chuck E. Cheese tokens as Bitcoins for like millions of yeah, dollars, millions of dollars. So That's that guy could awesome. put one in your hand, but take advantage you, of people's stupidity. What? That's not oh, moral. Well, 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 well. It's kind of a hyperbole. I mean, we get people to listen to the show, so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe Rogan just had like a really funny stand-up where he was like talking about uh, he's talking about big dick pills and how it's obvious that those don't work, and anybody that buys big dick pills, yeah, take their money. Fuck those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that was a big thing for me at least. Um, and then, yeah, man, I, I think I'd be remiss. I, I, we don't like getting too like political or anything on the show. Yeah, but we got Spaceman Max here. We got, yeah. we got Spaceman Whoa. Max. He's the spark. NASA is apolitical. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Tell no. us what you said about the president. <laughs> but your mind. <laughs> it has been our first year under Trump, which has been interesting as fuck. Um, That's quite the word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. I guess. I, don't, I mean to not go one way or the other too much. Um, so yeah, that's been interesting with the, the, he tried to get through tax reform. He's tried to get through, um, how people get in and out of the country. He's, um, tried really hard with, um, insurance. Right. And that didn't go through (laughs) as planned. So it's just been just this topsy turvy year, man. Like, I thought leading up with the whole election that it was going to be really like I was so ready for the election to be over. And Mm -hmm. then like since then, it hasn't even really stopped. It hasn't stopped. It's been the same train that's only gained a momentum. And I can't go a single day without like having it, hearing about it or thinking about it (laughs) and just feel like I'm walking on eggshells, you know, Mm -hmm. because and I think in the last year's episode, I talked about trying to have this like extreme open-mindedness mm-hmm. and that turning into empty-mindedness and that being a bad thing. Right. And so now like I have my opinions, all that, but like, I don't want to engage people. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. And I don't know what it about. I don't know what it is about the realm of politics that gets people so goddamn heated and invested. It's almost like if they, they need to feel like they're right because they're talking about some of the biggest subjects that control their, their very lives. So right. if they're wrong, then they're like, 
kind of exposing a weakness in themselves, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so you get these people, you get all of these conversations just feel like they're do or die. And it, it's become, it feels, it feels more generational to me as well. I feel like I can talk to you guys yeah. much easier and openly about these things. than I can with people who are outside of my generation. And that's, that's, I think that's a, a very bad thing as well. That's a mm. breakdown across cohorts of people, you know? And so it's been awkward and just funky, you know, I don't know. <laughs> awkward and funky. Well, how, how have you guys navigated the year in that realm? A lot of the problem seems to come from people who identify with their politic, right? right? Like they are their politic. Like yep. it's not just Max, it's Max the Republican or Max the Democrat, right? right yeah. You identify with it. Therefore, if someone disagrees with your philosophy, they're disagreeing with you as a person, right? right? And that's just an unhealthy way to identify with anything, I think. So it's, a, it's problematic in that way where you're just trying to like, instead of trying to find truth, you're just trying to be right. Mm. And that becomes this un- non-meaningful co- uh, communication. Yeah, right. trying that's to, what it seems like, at not least discussion. to me. And you're trying to just point. like run through different ideas and like, well, what about X? What about Y? Instead of being like, yeah, let's talk about that. It's like, how dare you attack me? You know, and that's not what I'm trying to do at all. You know, this has been at least like my, uh, my takeaway from some conversations I've had throughout the year. It's yeah. becoming more polarized not just in like the idea that more people believe X or Y, but it's I identify with. I mean, that. I but that I, I look at the last few few years and in especially right now and see how important not important but just how identity has been the central column. I feel like in most people's conversations and how they interact with each other, and it's weird to see people in their social media profiles like put these words and labels in there. Like I am a this, that, and the other. And it's like, that's yeah. how you want to describe yourself. Why? If someone asked yeah. me who I was, I would tell them about like the music I liked and how I am as a person. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's just interesting. And, and I hope I yearn for us to get away from it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm mostly just excited to not talk about it anymore. Exactly. dude. Cause <laughs> you can't really fucking escape it. Yeah. Cause I, I think I'm lucky that like my close circle within my family and my friends and everybody that I'm around, I don't really deal with that much. Like, you know, confrontation that much. So, but every time I do, or at least witness it, it's just like always uncomfortable because one, it's a situation where I'm not super like, you know, I don't know a whole lot about politics myself personally. And I, so. and I, and I always try to put that out there. Yeah. It's like, right. not only do I not know, but I guarantee you don't. Either. That's, that's <laughs> the thing is like, if somebody spews something at me and I'm like, I don't know enough about that to argue against this, mm-hmm. but I know that's not true. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know that you're lying to me and I know you're just throwing this at me because I don't have any way of checking you right now, Right. Yeah. which is always going to be, yeah, it's kind of an obstacle. So I think I'm mostly just excited to not have it be such a dominating factor of everyday life. Exactly. You know? Do you think so, the pendulum will ever swing the other way though? Truly? Within this Will it really ever deescalate? If it doesn't, then we're literally on the path to destruction. Yeah. Either it does and things normalize and we pull ourselves up from, I think, the situation that we are in or like it's only going to get worse. Well, I don't know if it's like if has it always been this way and I'm just like old enough now to understand that? I don't think it has. But people who are I older think than with us the advent of the internet and information, I think it it enrages people more and you have more echo chambers where you only you're only ascribed to the things that you believe in and you have a community of people that are backing your beliefs. So you become more ingrained and therefore more polarized to one way or the other. But I felt that way before. I mean, I don't, I don't know, because when I was a kid, right, like I would hear conversations about politics and it wasn't as extreme because it wasn't on social media, but like it still felt very polarizing. I think people had very polarizing views when I was a child. Sure. And then with, you know, between from like, because what the presidents that I've experienced personally that I can really remember are like George W. Bush, Barely Barack Obama. Right. Yeah. 
and Donald Trump. Exactly. So those are like the three that I'm most familiar with. And I remember those all being pretty polarizing. Yeah. Like all three of those people. So well, I don't the know. thing is, is there's people who are older than us who have like whose job it is to be political analysts and all that. And they're all saying that this is not normal constantly. Oh, okay. well, you know then, what I yeah. mean? And that's and that's one thing that I take home too is like all the thinkers who are even like in their 60s and stuff are looking at the situation right now and they're like, like why this is fucked for several reasons you know yeah. Like, yeah. okay then well I mean, that's shit. probably right then yeah so. yeah yeah and it's yeah so so that's been a, a, a turbulent and interesting and I keep saying that because I don't want to say like mean things yeah I don't want to you don't want to fucking trigger somebody like yeah. in, <laughs> that's like, another yeah. thing that's kind of come out too as well yeah, you don't want to just general outrage about things exactly like we're, we're here on this show to entertain people and give them a respite from from what's going on in their day and we want to be the haven for not having to think about it right mm-hmm. which is why we kind of steer clear from it and yeah and if you were to ask us individually in a room what we thought about it guarantee you we would have a lot to say but right. that's not why we do the show so yeah no, but it's important to acknowledge. It's more fart jokes than video games. <laughs> yeah. Let's put that back big, big video game year, right? Especially Let's for see. fighting games. It's supposed Ooh. to be one of the. This is being one of the best ever. It's yeah. Y'all game. drop, y'all every drop Saturday. the drop the mic on. Many this. people are talking about how this is one of the one of the best, if not the best, year in video games. Period. Two thousand and seven was another huge one, and there's also like a year in the eighties that is out there as hmm. one of the best. But yeah, I mean, this year we had Zelda Breath of the Wild. You had Nintendo make a pretty insane comeback uh, over the Wii U yeah. with the Nintendo Switch, an yeah. incredible, compelling piece of hardware that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Mario Odyssey, you've got Guilty Gear, mm-hmm. you've got Injustice, you've got Street Fighter Five still trucking along mm-hmm. doing its thing. You've had a, a <laughs> slew of you had a slew of fighting games come along. Yeah, absolutely um, on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, and and Marvel, and then you've had games like Horizon, Cuphead, which is a marvel yeah. itself. Yeah. Next Machina, Neo. Just the list goes on and on. Near Automata. I mean, I would do I would do myself a disservice to try to sit here and actually name them all because I would undoubtedly miss some. But it's been a year where when people think about their favorite games, it's been one of the most diverse years to hear those answers, um, and that's been that's been great. I don't know. I think we're kind of reaching the tail end of this life. Uh, the 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 life cycle of the consoles we're in now, which usually means that developers have had time to really figure out the hardware and optimize their engines for said hardware. And that's why you start getting these just better, like more robust um, games, but engines never create good gameplay. And so there's also been a design renaissance as well. Um, And that's why like Cuphead has been so cool, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's a game that is so dedicated to its craft and its visuals, a game that almost bankrupted a, family of people, but they didn't say, we're going to make this game easy to digest for everybody. We're going to make it a fucking impossible boss rush too. (laughs) And I love that video games have gotten to the point where you can have these hyper niche who aren't, I mean, it's maybe not even niche anymore, but you can have like a small group subset of the entire community of people that buy video games who love such a specific thing that they can support. You can take a chance. Yeah. And you can support a single project like that, you know? Yep. Yeah, I think it's important to note that it's like every, like between small developers, large developers, and all different types of games all had like huge breakthroughs this year for the most part. And then when it comes to something like Cuphead, that sort of like small developer, but coming out as being something that's marveled as being like beautiful and like perfectly done and executed in that way, it's just representative of how much like people can now focus on all like it brings to light this whole realm of video games that 
may not have been open to people before, like people that were super into, you know, just like bigger name titles or weren't that into video games before now see something like this and they can look at Cuphead and look at it and visually be blown away by it and be interested in it given the ridiculous art design and how creative it's done. But then also for hardcore gamers, it didn't sacrifice anything like that. Exactly. It's, it's still a fun game to play, even without all that stuff in there. It was a fun game to play. Yeah. So that's even if you don't important. enjoy it, it's one of those things where you appreciate art that feels like it didn't compromise. Yeah. That it had a vision and was executed. Yeah. And there wasn't someone that said, well, no, you need to have X, Y, or Z in it. You need to have this. And then you know, studio execs get their hands on it. It just felt uncompromising. Suits. To me, it's like, it's like Blade yeah. Runner 2049. To me, felt uncompromising as I watched it. Hmm. There's art that I, you, in me that I consume and think, yeah, that was a vision of a team of artists that made what they wanted to make. Yeah. And Cuphead felt that way to me. I think it's, well, I think that's another good point too as well is that we're also seeing bigger movies and bigger budgets yeah. take that sort of risk as far as like the art design that might not be as generally mass appealing, which is where... But like, it sucks like to see it not rewarded. Like Blade Runner didn't do well in the box office and that's incredibly disheartening. Yeah. It's horribly disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. But I guess it's still... I still am able to cherish that I was able to like see a movie like that. And hopefully somewhere within that, like <laughs> despite it's bad box office reviews, still hope that people can understand that movies like this can come out and maybe more money can be put towards more inventive ideas like that. So yeah, going forward. And you know, I just got to say for my own personal ring a ling ling mm-hmm. of the year, ring it, ding it, it in dude. Need hog two came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And re upheld. The title. Yeah, it is. The only title that I've ever held. <laughs> I just got to place it that on It's undisputed the table. at this point. Max never likes to to admit it. I have no uh-huh. comment. So, <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, man. A huge fucking year for video games. Um, and, you know, that's, that's something that we like to, to hit on pretty hard. You know, we also, like we were saying, I think we said this, we have mail. Let's go to a let's go to a mail question because we have a lot of other things. We can talk about the movies that came out this year. We can talk about a couple other things as well. But I'd kind of like to hear from one of our one of our we listeners. Can, yeah, who we can talk all became day. Became a super <laughs> fan this year. Yes. Who was a big part of our 2017 as Woody Bear. Sure. Bain. And I'll yeah, even throw in a, like a little bit more on that. And of course, we're talking about Dooney Ray mm-hmm. Israel. Um, that guy has become a very close friend of mine this year, and it's very indicative of the type of relationships that I value because he pretty much said he was telling me this kind of after the fact he's, he's like I don't want this guy to just be a co-worker I don't want him to be just someone that like passes in out of my life I'm gonna make an effort to make this guy my friend mm-hmm. and it, the effort really was on him he would call me up and the next thing I know I was like I need to return I need to return this energy like this guy is trying to reach out to me and I'm gonna reach out back and he's become like one of my closest pals he's incredibly intelligent and he's someone that through normal conversation about video games, we end up getting into some of the most, the deepest aspects of games that I can possibly talk about. And we go back and forth. And so his friendship has been something that's been new for me in this uh, year. And it's been absolutely awesome. And of course he sent in a fuck ton of mail. So yeah. we need to clear that shit out. Yep. Let's knock out some of them. First one comes from junior Ray. It says, imagine you could control the weather itself. What one kind of, of weekly, yeah. what kind of weekly forecast would you create? Would it be permanently a week, like a permanent weekly forecast, or would you change it depending on your mood? Your friend Israel. I mean, you really you can't say that you would keep it at some specific type of weather and temperature 
forever. No. Don't you eventually you'll go crazy? You say go that. crazy. San Diego Chase, man. Do you agree with that? Yeah, there's no weather there. It's just one. I feeling. think you have to have rainy days to appreciate the good days. Just Plus, I like philosophy. rainy days. I like rainy days just fine. I appreciate rainy days. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like. I want it to be a rainy day on Friday up until four. And there's times <laughs> when I'm leaving work and then I'm like, all right, well, I don't want it to rain right now. Yeah. There's times when I want it to be cold as shit because I want to bundle up and look good in the layers, man. You got to throw on But you got to be able to expect the cold. Though, but right? there's a, but there's like a yeah. whole aspect. Waking up to random cold is yeah. no yeah, good. Yeah, and that's, that's no good. <laughs> that that happened to us. The whole, the whole yeah. aspect of the wardrobe that I get cut out because I just don't have the cold weather. Yeah. And I want to express myself through all the layers, goddammit. That's the only thing that I will give winter that is like an almost an undisputable positive you get to put on more layers and yeah. therefore get to be more fashionable yeah you know I like agree. you get to do more things with your outfit to show a little bit more creativity well Whereas like when it's summer in houston it's like i'm wearing a t-shirt exactly I'm wearing shorts <laughs> and like i can't Thin i don't have a whole shorts. lot of options other than that no absolutely i mean astronauts coming back from the iss after six months regularly say what they miss the most was rain Hmm. That's a regular comment. The like, sound of it, or the atmosphere, everything. All of it. They'll regularly play nature sounds on speakers, yeah. and they just go around doing their work on the ISS with like the, the sounds of nature. Wow. You wonder how much of that is psychological, and how much of that is like an innate, like biological human thing. Man, you gotta think a little column A, a little column B on that. You know, it's gotta be both. A of little them. bit of both. I think I would probably do the same. I imagine, because ISS is a seventy-three degrees Fahrenheit, no rain. No clouds. No up or down. The lights are on timers, kind <laughs> of thing. You know night. what I mean? It's ninety just... degree, ninety degree sunlight. Then uh, right when you go under the window, every every <laughs> yeah. forty five minutes, you're getting a sunrise or a sunset, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> but once you're yeah, once you're on board, man, temperature's gonna stay the same. It's not gonna be any rain. It's not gonna get super cold on you. I you can know? imagine how that would be. And kind you of want you want the diversity, overbearing for sure. yeah. at some points. But uh, I don't know. To answer that question, I think I would like to. Rely, or I would like to focus on places where where weather is a a burden to life, right? Like places that get no rain, I would like to give those places some rain. Okay, and so places, you're spreading the wealth. You're oh, a you're philanthropist. Not, oh, you're not for power. comfort. You're saying okay. You're yeah, that'd power. be pretty I have an good. obligation. That would if be people, pretty if, fucked up. If, if I have you the did. ability, yeah. this guy can control the weather. <laughs> We're in the desert. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. Are you can dial back these monsoons. You I might also, do. Yeah. So I think, you know, <laughs> I think you have an obligation to help people as much as you can. And that also will require research because you don't want to fuck up the ecology of everything and, and like yeah. the way the ecosystems function you could, because you're like, oh, rain and rain yeah, and rain and rain. Yeah, you could easily ruin the right? world probably. You would honestly <laughs> yeah. become a terrorist pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so um, I think I would just try and keep things fairly in the middle lane, right? Like I just fairly moderate. Give some places some rain. Mostly seventy percent of the time, keep it warm. Maybe never let it go above a hundred yeah. anywhere, but never yeah. go below. Because I can appreciate anywhere. a good summer heat. I have a very romantic image, and I would do this in Austin. And whenever I got the chance, it's fucking blisteringly hot. I've got a swimsuit on, a tank top. I'm sweating. Mm -hmm. I the, like summer blazing heat. I got the windows down. I'm listening to the Misfits yeah. and I'm driving to Barton Springs so I can jump into that 60 degree water. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> no, that's a fair Thank you for the question, Dooney. Thank you, Dooney. Let's take one more email Yeah, right, and bring then it up. we'll go off for a break and then we'll come back. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll be uh, brainstorming some other 2017 rehashes. Yeah. All right. This one comes from Dunter. 
He says, this question could possibly divide the group entirely. Toilet paper, over or under? I if, think there's one answer that I get infuriated with. Well, there's only two. <laughs> so there's no. two. Cool. That means that there's <laughs> one answer you know. that you love. No toilet paper. I will <laughs> be divided. So it's got to be over unless yes. there's a reason for it to be under. Like I've seen videos where the person puts it under because the cat will start batting at it. And because it's under, it It'll, never unspools. Yeah. The cat smart. keeps getting it and the, it never unspools itself. So it's got to be over unless there's you got some logic there. Yeah. I mean, that's, I've never even heard that. As, a, as an argument. So that's smart. So my world is being changed <laughs> right. right now. <laughs> We've already Life. established that, you know, automatic flushers aren't all they're made out to be. By yeah, the way, I found a flusher that had a toilet, uh, I mean, a foot flush. Did recently. you really? That's, that's the perfect awesome. toilet. No. Where is it? Because I'm going to oh, go yeah. pee and poop there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've got to say over as well. I, I, I don't understand the logic behind an under roll. I mean, what about like, the ideas of splash or something and trying to make sure that you have a protected piece of paper on that other side. I mean, like you have the, but then it's delaying the inevitable, man. So you're <laughs> yeah, eventually going to win. It's, hard to lay the it's coming around, man. It goes around, comes because around. Because if it's splashing one, it's on the toilet look, paper, then I, you're going to get one roll. I am at least playing out of devil's advocate. Nobody in their right mind. Would, if you here's the thing, if you do an under roll for your toilet paper, you're probably a flat earther as well. Okay? Yeah, cool. that's how much of a denier you are. Okay, so <laughs> same breed, pretty much the same type of person, as far as I'm concerned. So I'll give it to you this way: Uh-oh. I don't give a shit. No, I don't care anymore. Oh, in fact, a- I think this conversation, I mean, the question is meant to create like a robust hyperbolic conversation. I think the question's played out. I think we've all heard That's this fair. a thousand times. We have. So what the fuck are we even doing right now? Yeah, what are we doing right now? All right. I'll tell you what we're doing. <laughs> I'll tell you what we're doing yeah, right Max. now. We're, we're answering God. questions. Yeah. You know, we're done answering fans. email questions for now. But we are going on a break. Okay? okay. So let's go ahead and let's take a break. Rehash our thoughts. Start thinking about what questions are stupid, what questions are good. And we'll come back <laughs> and talk it over a little bit. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. I don't know if anybody heard you there, <laughs> Max, but that's okay because hopefully they're hearing me now. All right, so we're back. Uh, we're all together again, and we're ready to kind of just kick this thing off right. You know, we're all a bunch of friends. We all had years, right? Mm-hmm. Had no choice exist? in the matter. Could you guys that? exist this year? Yeah. No. No, no, you can say that. Did, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. That's perfect because that's exactly what I want to fucking talk about. Okay, and I, you know what? I'm not somebody who's just gonna put all the responsibility on somebody else. I'll go first because I had first. something right. that I, I wanted like that. to bring up here. Light the candle earlier, but we kind of we kind of switched off of it in the first half. I do want to talk about why I think my year was important to me. Okay. Okay. You brought up that you are the champion of Nidhog. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting on this. Here we is go. This, the thing? this is going to be interesting. This is interesting. I like to see right? where this is going to go. So, you know, up until this year, I've been pretty dominant competitively when it comes to 
like games <laughs> of most nature, you know, most of them, at least the ones that don't require physical activity. Right. Okay. So of course there was Nidhogg, which was always, you know, kind of up in the air, you know, who really knew exactly right. But Are I will say I'm just joking because this year, I mean, it's See, obvious. Hunter, he, yes, he's joking, but that's the <laughs> mode. That is what he slips into. That is the default of oh Max Scott God. talking about competition. You know what? I won't have any more fun for the rest of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so I got on the list here. Uh, Hunter was number one in Nidhogg. Uh, I was not. All right. So moving on here. Uh, no, you are definitely. Some, I, I experienced something where I could not beat somebody despite the fact that I was thinking intently about the game, right? Hmm. I couldn't do it. And I got pretty frustrated. So I was like, you know what? I think I'll play, I think I'll play Chase in some fighting games, right? Beat down on Chase a right. little bit, right? Easy. Get the Easy punching mode, bag you know? out. So we start playing <laughs> Guilty Gear. <laughs> we start playing Guilty Gear, right? A game I've been playing since I was, you know, since my youth, right? And when, since my first apartment. Have you, have you played play. your use? Uh, Guilty Gear? Yeah. Yeah. Different, <laughs> different, yeah. Diff- a different version of the game, but yes. Okay. Right? Uh, but Chase took it upon himself to get pretty good at this game. I started playing him at Guilty Gear. And once again, I am no longer number one, right? Which was pretty aggravating. Sobering. Right? It was very sobering because it's, it's done nothing, but it's made me want to play more. Probably yeah. more than I ever have before, right? I think I almost know where this is going. What about like board games? Dude. What about like chess? Like, yeah. What, what, you know who, what? Who I'm actually room? getting around. Can have I actually you... have my time? <laughs> <laughs> Can I do my own thing here? <laughs> Do you guys want to just butt in on everything? You guys want to dictate? Well, just, you know, just, yeah. I must have missed the memo I'm an, I'm an the outline of how I'm supposed to do the show. <laughs> Max, you're the host. Why don't you run it? What are you doing, Max? What are you doing? No, 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 no. That brings me to my next point here. What's that? Is that I also got really into chess within the last year. Mm-hmm. All right? A game, of, a game of pure mental skill. A game of pure logic. And perfect thought, information. So dice perfect. roll. Yeah, absolutely. So all the pieces are right there. There's so much to learn, and I just have to learn it, right? That's so simple. Easy. Learn, learn it. Why not, right? So I've been playing with you, Max, in chess. And How's it going for you? Not super well. <laughs> uh, have you had a single? Have you taken a single game? Uh, we haven't played enough to have like a statistical uh, significant. We've I, had like a draw, and we've had a draw. Yeah. And there was one game that hmm. probably lasted like two hours at your house that I eventually lost, even though I a winning position was there was a, there was a winning position there. Yeah. Right. Which mm. has, you know, hurts. Hurts. carried with me yeah. <laughs> like a it's your yeah. cross to bear. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. That weight, uh, Atlas over here, carrying that on my shoulders. Yeah. Sense, right. Yeah. But again, all this is done. Got to do a little bit of research, come at you with something maybe you haven't seen before. Fire under you. Yeah. And we're going to be playing a game after the show too, as well. On the Let new set, say, on the on a fresh set, yeah, has be not been spoiled. There's no, no you stink know, on it. Yeah. There's no stink <laughs> on it, right? There's nothing. You know, no, it doesn't empower anybody. It is purely the sword and the stone, and one of us has got to pull it out. Sure, all right. Which that's, I am excited. That's what I was going to say. Play, right? yeah. So this has absolutely <laughs> been a year for me as far as that goes. Is like I have I've been feeling the thirst to compete a lot more, which mm-hmm. is cool, okay. which is perfect, considering that in the coming year. Will be DBFC. Yep, that's right, what I thought it was going to lead to. Which is going to be, yeah, I mean, absolutely. 
Uh, the great equalizer. You're just it you're just really setting is. up the fact that you're gonna try and lay it the fuck down next year. I will. Ask, I just yeah. This is more of yeah, just like a public service. And you know <laughs> that the only reason I've played Guilty Gear was to lay it the fuck down. Absolutely. <laughs> That's like why you got into it for mm-hmm. the most part, right? Which is upsetting. Which how good you got at it because <laughs> it hopefully does not transfer over too much. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm super excited for the next year as far as games go. Uh, this has been a very eventful year. I mean, outside of that, this has also been a very eventful year for me as well. You know, been doing pretty well in school, got into the ASLI program, been yeah. killing that. It's, it's been, been a lot awesome. of fun. I did a play for at a deaf children's school, which was an amazing experience. And so cool. Yeah. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I've had a pretty stellar year so far, but I did want to bring up mostly the competitive aspect of it. So I do cherish it from each one of you, and I know I give you all shit for it. But it's purely a part of the game. All right. Yeah. I'm taking my mask no off right feelings. now. Here it is. This is the real me. <laughs> hey, GG's. GG's. Thank you. Great games. GG's. Absolutely. GG's. Yeah, of course. I feel so, like the spaceman should go next. Let's go around. Yeah, let's take a left clockwise. Let's How's the year been for you, man? Oh, yeah, nothing big, really. I got married. Congratulations. In March. Anything That's cool huge. happened? <laughs> but anything like neat, though? <laughs> That's huge. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been it's great. Huge. Were, were, you, uh, were you of the cold feet variety? Were you the strong, no doubts variety? Yeah. All absolutely. in? Yeah, I'm not going to go doubting cold feet into a marriage. You know, what? it's just not I mean, my But there my is style. also like, um, like just the, the, the understanding the proportion of what you're about to go do right i think even people that are fully committed still are like fuck this is a big deal right permanent i didn't have any of that yeah we we lived together there wasn't really like nothing changed between march 24th and march 26th good like nothing you know what i mean yeah like my best friend, yeah. I married her. It's just, it's just been great, super is supportive. She, yeah, is she gonna be listening to this episode of the podcast? Is <laughs> and she's the best <laughs> ever. And I love her. Hey, honey. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. Yeah, it was been. We dated for years and years, and it was clearly working well. We got married. Nothing changed. You know, it's just it's it's been uh, a very nice and positive aspect of my life that I'm uh, very thankful for. Uh, Career wise, I I passed my final at NASA, so. I am now a certified life support specialist for the International Space Station and can sit in mission control by myself. How does it feel to say that out loud? They handed the keys over to your man. To lock up when you're dead. Yeah, dude, it feels good. It's been two and a half years coming. Every week, a simulation of everything breaking and like, what do you do? How do you deal with risk management? Real-time decision-making and and that sort of stress. And um, Where's your pride at? Man, it it just feels good. It just you know everything's everything's kind of clicking. I think uh, you know with the, with the marriage, with the career, it just on all aspects. I think it's going very well. Just it personally, yeah. Uh, I think I often try to get that that triangle going where you have sort of mental stimulation, you have physical health and spiritual sort of well being, mm-hmm. and I'm always trying to get that triangle. And I feel like I've never locked it down perfectly. Oftentimes, if I start working out, then I stop meditating, or if I uh, pick up meditation and working out that I stop reading a lot of like mentally mm-hmm. stimulating things. So always trying to like correct that triangle. Yep. So I feel like I'm dialing it in and obviously having a, you know, the wife and, and Bree super supportive with a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, met Ryan Gosling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Just hold on. tell the story if you guys Everyone, want. Everyone, hold on. Yeah. Pause the fucking podcast because you brought this shit out on us, and I want you to tell the story right now, not only to our audience but to Hunter, because in the eye. Max I got it, man. and I are still not exactly convinced. It, it is it, so fantastic. Yeah. 
<laughs> Whatever you, uh, man. I want to see the, the picture. Truth, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I'm, I'm ready. I hope so. You can't I hope handle the truth. You can't handle it. So tell them what tell them what happened. Okay. So before you get a final simulation, working in Mission Control, you have what we call a cert qual, a certification qualification sim. It's like a really really difficult sim. They throw your weaknesses at you. A lot of failures. A lot of crazy stuff going on. So you you prep for it. It's something you're stressed out about. You go sit in there. It's gonna be. Eight hours of a shit show. Yeah. And you just yeah. got to figure it Initiation, out, man. Initiation, boom. Uh-huh. So it's a circle for me, an ethos circle, life support circle. So I'm sitting there. got my boss, Mari, who's an amazing person, sitting right next to me. And she's evaluating me. She's an expert. She's a specialist. She supports spacewalks. They throw her the keys on, like, the worst day. <laughs> Mari's the one who has to, you know, figure it out. So she's yep. sitting there evaluating me. And uh, so, yeah, we're going through it. We're probably four hours in. And my flight director... Uh, kind of the, the team lead of the room is starting to talk a lot. I can hear him behind me, but not on the loops, like not in my headset, which often means he's speaking to the training specialist. So there's a training team throwing in failures and just making it worse and acting like they're the crew. Um, mm-hmm. So oftentimes you hear a flight director speaking, but not on the loops. It means he's talking to the, the training team, kind of figuring out what it is that the training team wants out of the people who are in the, in the simulation. But he's not saying a lot of like keywords that I'm often, oftentimes hear this flight director say. So I'm not sure kind of who he's talking to. Sure enough, like 10 minutes later, he comes uh, off the loops, off the, the headset. Uh, we call them the loops, just things that you speak on that would come into my, my ear through the headset. He goes off the loops over the airwaves, just yelling out in the room, hey, can I get all flight controllers looking at me? We all sort of stop the sim and sort of look at him. And he goes, "Uh, yeah, so Ryan Gosling's going to be coming in here in a couple of minutes. Just, I know he's America's treasure. Just go ahead and try to act normal and please don't be weird around him. Like, don't take any pictures. <laughs> please don't be weird. Don't be an idiot. I'm like, oh, okay, that's odd. So I immediately don't take that key that he didn't say on the loops. And I hop on my loops to my back room, someone who's supporting me. Say, hey, Jonathan, dude, like Ryan Gosling's going to come in. And my boss, Mari, turns and starts hitting me like, <laughs> don't bite on the loops. And try, like takes two big swings at me. Because you don't want the entirety of JSC flocking to this room to start taking photos yeah. of the guy. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be sort of like an incognito, sort of like people don't really know about it. You Whoops. didn't play it cool. Whoops, <laughs> I mean, like, Ryan, Go- dude, Ryan freaking Gosling's on his way in. So yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. And sure enough, like give it you know 10 minutes and the, the door opens up and the guy starts sort of backing up. He's going to see his butt first and he starts sort of back walking yeah. with the camera, big old camera. A couple of uh, the flight directors and sort of JSC kind of big wigs are, are walking in. And then Ryan Gosling, t-shirt and jeans, sort of like really like, bright-eyed, kind of looking around what's going on. Yeah. And he, he comes in and he all the flight directors sort of walk him to a console just right to my right, sitting right next to me. He's directly to my right, and he sits sitting down. next to you. Oh man! <laughs> and it's like, how do you how do you focus? It's Ryan Gosling. It gets better. Yeah. So he he's plugging in. He gets his headset. He plugs right in, and he's listening to all of us talking. And the flight director sort of gives like a kind of a hammy, sort of campy, a meatball. Yeah. Hey, I need all flight controllers on the flight loop. We have a failed pump, and X, Y, and Z is wrong, and I need you to like really focus here. So the idea is Ryan Gosling's gonna play. Uh, the lead Neil Armstrong in a, in a Neil Armstrong biopic. So the idea is sort of wow. as part of his research. He's kind of figuring out what does Mission Control sound like, what is the calm like, what's going on there on the ops side of spaceflight, yeah. sort of here on the ground. Uh, so he plugs in, and I'm I, it's my circle, right? So yeah. I have all the failures of yeah. the sim. So Ryan Gosling's headset plugged in. He's just staring right at me, and I'm making like <laughs> big picture calls. Here's the failure. Here's Dreamy what it means. Here's the workaround. Looking right at. Him. Here's what it means. Oh yeah. 
Oh man, so I'm, I'm staring at like Ryan, like looking at him, and he's looking at me, like nodding, like eye contact, like giving me like a yeah, dude. So you're gonna call. be the inspiration. Oh, for I'm waiting for Neil Armstrong to start talking about the ISS, <laughs> just nonsense calls. Like that's what oh. I said. Hey, what? No. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was super cool, like a random event of my life, like meeting him. That was kind of neat. How like are you weird moment? perform under that, though? I mean, was that part of your circle? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I get understanding performing under like a spacecraft exploding the, when, and people's when the pressure's lives danger. But when Ryan Gosling is there looking at you, how can you handle that sort of pressure? Yeah. So I ended up passing the circle, so that was fun. That's kind of a cool story of the year. Learned Jesus, ASL. Learned man. ASL, quote unquote. It became like baby talk. Conversational. Like, can use the language to can, speak to people. That's no, how absolutely. language goes. You should learn baby talk first. Yeah. Which Huge. was fun. Like hanging out with Max Scott and like us reconnecting yeah. over that. Which absolutely. was kind of cool. Yeah, that's been Very awesome cool. being able to yeah, learn that with you and go back and forth on that. Man, it's, it's been, been fun. It's yeah, been cool. I've a mentor. Yeah, dude, it's been awesome. It's been great. And then, uh, yeah, dude, as far as like chess goes, you're getting into the right time, man. Next year, we're going to have the Candidates Tournament and then the World Chess Championship is going to be next year as well. So, I don't know if you follow professional chess, but it's, you do it's now. coming in I'm hot. You have man. to, man. It's coming in. So it's been cool. I mean, reconnecting with a lot of like old high school buddies and you guys. It's been good, man. It's just been a good year. Marriage. Good year. Career's going well. I'm just excited, man. 2018 is going to come up all max, man. I'm feeling it. You're the max. You're the max. What about you, Chase? Man, how you feeling? Oh, you're gonna throw it right at me like that? Around the horn. He's around feeling horn, so man. good that he's checked? already hosted around <laughs> yeah. the horn. What about you? Did you do anything? Did you meet Ryan Gosling yeah. this year? Oh, and we did our. <laughs> <laughs> and we just completed episode three of our podcast, yes, which did. will be coming out next year. Cool. Yes, so, we did. Yeah, we're firing off some new, on all some cylinders. new talents, man. All you mm-hmm. listeners. So yeah, I had a few pretty big uh, changes in my life and went and moved to San Diego, which is <laughs> perfect. Big one. big one. Because uh, like Darian and I were very much like we want to leave Austin. We just don't know how to do it. And then like the perfect opportunity came up, and uh, being flown out for an interview was like a big deal for me. You know, I was like, oh, oh wow, yeah. like people actually value yeah, who I cool, am, man. and that's pretty cool. And getting the job was extremely surreal. Um, especially like when you just consider like I got to go through an interview process after I had the job interviewing other people and you kind of see it from the other side and you're like, man, I fuck, I went through all this and this was very, I can't, what did I like? What, yeah. what were these people doing when I was on, you know, like I yeah. got to see, you know, when we mute the phone and like banter real quick and then unmute it, you're like, Oh my God, what were they saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, getting an opportunity to work at PlayStation has been basically the best thing that could have possibly happened to me. And I don't ever lose sight of that. It's a job that is incredibly challenging in the sense that the stakes are very high because you learn very quick that if you're going to work at a major player in the video game industry, that the video game industry, uh, it's not easy to be successful in it. It's an mm-hmm. incredibly competitive place and only certain people create success. And I still don't think I have the tool set to create that success yet. And I'm just trying to learn it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all been very it's just been a constant source of learning and fulfillment. Like my job is very fulfilling. There's like a narrative on the internet always that like, man, developers just like, they don't get the recognition they deserve. They're just beaten into the ground, blah, blah, blah. And like, admittedly, there's places that do that to their employees, but I think that's more of a indicative of just like poor management than it is of right. the video game industry. Yeah. Yep. And I try to always tell people like, oh no, I fucking love my job and it's extremely fulfilling to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it feels nice to be validated in the sense that I've dedicated my life to this to this medium. And through that, outside of work, I've tried to continue my studies in video games. And that the fire was lit um, under those studies even more at the top of the year when I continued some of my reading because I wanted to put out some articles about video games. 
and being like horribly disappointed in how those articles received were received in the sense that I felt like they weren't. And it was a very eye-opening moment for me because I was like, man, I don't want to be a part of the internet that I've been a part of for so long anymore. It was super yeah. like, <laughs> and even at the end of this year, like I've put out stuff at the, uh, um, I put, I've put out written word and it was even further reinforcement. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. And it at, in March when I was talking, I was even talking to my dad and I was expressing to him how disappointed I was and sort of how this, this was sort of going over. And he was like, well, who are you really doing this for? Like, who's your audience? And how, like, do you really expect, were your expectations even valid? I'm like, I don't think they were. And I think that just means that I need to, like, I, I am reading books that I think are above the level of the normal uh, c- uh, consumption of information of video games. And maybe I should just try to, like, launch right up into that level and yeah. just try to, like, meet and, and enter that fold. And then yeah. from that point forward, I said, like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. so I just bought more video game books and now I'm taking notes very seriously and I have an idea in my head that maybe I'll write my own. I don't know if it'll ever come to fruition, but even if it doesn't, I've been engaging with, I've, I've been stimulating my mind in, in huge ways that have continued my own like learning. And it's great to do that through video games because one, I'm learning about video games in particular, but two, I'm learning about massive concepts that have always been an underlying theme of my own study through video games. Yeah, even philosophical. Exactly. So it goes like back and forth, you know. Art and yeah, and, and it yeah. feels incredibly fulfilling. And so that's been a lot of fun. Um, and that's also led to podcasting with you, Spaceman Max, which yeah. has been like a total blast. And like I've realized even when you and I get into the thick of some of the conversations we have, like... There'd be times um, where I'm like, man, I wish I could have these com- these types of conversations all the time, and it's the failing of the people that I'm talking with that I'm not doing this, that that these aren't happening. But and and it's been even recently with talking with you that I'm like, no, it's just very specific people who have very specific interests and think in a certain way are able to like stimulate this type of conversation. Uh, and those, and, and it's rare and I treasure it now, mm-hmm. you know, like anytime I get into like a very deep conversation with anybody, it's like, it's so rewarding. Um, and so that's been another thing that I've learned. Uh, and I think maybe outside of that, like g- moving to San Diego with Darian, you have a tremendous opportunity for growth. I feel like in Austin in particular, in the last year before we moved, it was like a, a, a year of of extreme like testing and, and sort of like, what is this, how is this relation relationship actually going to work when we live together and we go through the stresses of life together? And we, yeah. I feel like we figured it out. And now in this year in San Diego, it's just been like a cakewalk. Like hmm. I've felt like a depth of emotion that I've never felt before, even though I've been sort of in relationships for a lot, a long time yeah. throughout my adult life. And that's also been absolutely incredible. Uh, and then you and I are about to go to Japan, dude. Yeah, and, I can't, I'm, I'm so nervous, but excited and everything all at once. And it's nice to say, I'm going to be the person who travels and actually doing it. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait. I, I just, I, I know the memories that I have when I was in Germany and how much I treasure those. And it's just like, I'm not trying to, I'm not gonna like set expectations in a certain way, but I just hope and think that. Um, we're going to create some like once in a lifetime sort of moments. And I'm so fucking excited for that as well. Yeah. And of course we continued witty banter. Witty banter is always a source of constant joy. Yep. Um, fighting games have, have 
I've had like a renaissance in my enjoyment of those as well through competition with you, Max. And you talk about drive. I mean, why did I play Guilty Gear? To beat you. To yeah. make sure that you didn't have a game that you could beat me at. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that was the impetus for it. Um, and so it's rewarding to have that, but it's also like, yeah, I didn't just do that on my own. Like, you're a part of that journey as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so just fantastic year all around. Yeah. Like, it would be silly to call it anything but, um, you know, and there were lows. Like like I said, there was extreme disappointment with how my writing was received or not received. I still struggle with body image issues all the time. It's like one of my biggest mental health things. And those came back in big ways. And I'm always fighting with those. And those are always there. Um, but I think 2018 is going to be like a, a foundational year in the sense that it'll be the launching pad into my adulthood, you know, yeah. my yeah. true adulthood. So. I agree. Right. Yeah. I know. So I guess that brings it to me. Wrap it up, man. Put a bow on person. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like for me, it was like, there's a lot of like, like Kodak moments. You know, I feel like with, um, like with Harvey, that was a big Kodak moment getting to actually like experience my first I I actually wasn't actually impacted but to be in the midst of a true natural disaster and get to actually know know people who went through that and for that to be like kind of the mode of conversation for about 2 months for everybody that I talked to that when you get in an Uber in another place and you tell them you're from Houston that's what you tell them about you know yeah um and so that was interesting um, I think, um, personally, as far as like work goes, um, it was a big year of growth. So like my first year, my first year working at PwC was like, you're kind of just learning all your commands and you're learning about your work ethic. You're learning about just, you have a little bit of plausible deniability. You don't know anything. So you're really just trying to like ingrain yourself with the system the second year, it's like, okay, I need to try and take on a little bit more and, like, start learning about ownership of your roles. And, like, um, when you have an assignment, it's not just about that, like, you tried your best and stuff and, like, you, you did everything you could and, like, it's not where it needs to be or whatever. It's like, you need to get it where it needs to be, regardless of whether that means you stay later or whatever. And then this year, it's been, on top of all that ownership of your, your work work, there's like branching out to everything you can outside of that. So there's recruiting, there's um, volunteer work, there's, I got to do a presentation about blockchain, which was super fulfilling. Um, I got to do like a learning and development stuff for people that are coming in and like teaching them about, you know, I, I, got, to, I got to be a, um, a role play guy that was like a, a tough client to deal with. And so I got to like fuck with some people <laughs> and I like, I, I like made this girl look really silly. Added to the list of awesome things that happened just, this year. It was really fulfilling for me. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, wow. Jesus. It's getting it was, pretty dark here. But no, like we're, you know, we're cool. She's fine. And, <laughs> you know. She's all right. She landed on her feet. Yeah, uh, you, know, you know, but. She got with her fired, mom. but <laughs> yeah. Was I wasn't doing anything that was truly outlandish, you know, yeah. like. I was I was honestly like sometimes that happens mm-hmm. you know and I was told to be a four out of five difficult, right. so I was a four out of five difficult and I was like she was like oh yeah we did a control F to make sure that it was there and I was like oh wow, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know so I I got to branch out in a lot of like instead of just like this is the work I have to do, it was like this year was 
more ownership of that, but also taking on a lot of the other things that come into being in the firm I'm in, right? I got to, I was doing blog posts and all sorts of different shit, right? That I hadn't even thought about doing before because I was in a little bit of this weird headspace where it's like, well, I don't want my work to define me, but I also don't want to be like that guy who's like, oh, like, I'm not a team player. I'm not going to buy in. So it's a little bit of like straddling the fence and trying to find myself in the firm kind of thing. So that's been fun. Um, I moved in for the first time with, with, a, uh, with a relationship partner. Yeah. And our and our apartment's been awesome. We've really enjoyed living like right in the heart of downtown. Um, everything has just been um, kind of blue skies after Harvey, at least. Um, Japan's going to be kick-ass. Um, we'll have to report on that whenever we come back and yep. uh, have some kimonos and yeah. uh, a, couple of, a couple of things of sake. Drink a tea. And, yeah. Um, We'll have to go on our own trip, Max. You and me. Yeah, we'll plan something. Great. Hey, we invited you. <laughs> well, kind of town in Bel Air. <laughs> we'll go hit that up. But yeah, I mean, like the the other thing that I think, other than just like yeah, getting to do, it's been a lot of year of content, right? So like, Witty Banner, getting to produce that, getting to produce the greatest game with you guys, um, getting to um, make my first EP was pretty yeah. big. That's awesome. Um, and then. This whole cryptocurrency thing, man, like I'm really considering thinking about making a YouTube channel or some or yeah. a short podcast or something because I really feel like I have a lot of like input and desire to just put stuff out there yep. that that I think is valuable and, and it's not just a regurgitation of stuff I'm hearing from. Um and that's just been fun because it's a whole culture that I'm diving into where you're learning different vocabulary and you're every day is a new day and there's ups and downs and it's just like this cool, this cool culture to dive into. So yeah, I mean all that stuff, man, it's, it, it's been, it's been overall a really good year. I think it's been kind yeah. of a turbulent year for a lot, like the, for like the world and for, um, and for you know United States and all that kind of stuff, but for me personally, it's been an upward trending slope. So, which I'm sure you can appreciate more, given all of that sort of negativity yeah. that's been everywhere. So, yeah, you got to take a little bit of both, right? Yeah. But so, given the fact that we kind of you know we've dismissed the arbitrary number system, but you do have a very specific system, Hunter, of uh, the <laughs> style of thumbs up or head nod that you would give. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just want to like, you just saw your year. Your year was walking past you in a hallway. Yeah. What do you do to your ear? What'd you, uh, what'd you give it? Is the high five coming out? Oh, I'd give this year a fat high five. Dude, would you call it by name and then give it a high five? Uh, yeah, yeah, 2017. 2017, what's up? <laughs> Damn. That's yes. the best rating you've given anything. <laughs> Maybe even like a wink as oh, you're walking away. A snap as you're shit. leaving? Yeah, and a snap. Oh, wow. Because it turns around and you turn around. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, you hey. turn around to say something, you realize... 2017 is already looking at you, about to give you a wink. It's like one of those things where you're like, I can just tell I'm in a vibe with this guy. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. What about you guys? Spaceman. I want to. I want to hear y'all's gesticulations for this year. Gesticulations for the year. I Uh, would give one of those uh, handshakes where it's like, come here, and then you, you like, you come in, you grab. Right. It's Mm -hmm. not a handshake, but it's like a clasping. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. you bring it in for yeah, a one arm hug. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's the 2017. Yeah. No, that's that's a good one. Uh, I would go kind of a different route because I would Doing I would fist see bump? the year. 
Yeah, well, yes, yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to do. It would be a light fist bump followed by kind of like, you know, you bite your lower lip and you kind of look at him and you're like, oh, because you know you're both in on the inside joke. <laughs> that kind of thing. And I'd be looking at 2017 I'd be like, oh, something's about to come. You know what I mean? Like we were super anticipating. Right. So that would be my style there. Yeah. What would you do with your year? I think it's one of those things where it's like we made it. You know what I mean? It's like at the end of a war movie and like oh, all yeah. the stress and the hype has been there. Right. You seem like, dude, we did it, man. Mm-hmm. One of those, like, yeah, I think class Ryan being Gosling. I think it one of the I'm trying to mimic Ryan what Gosling. Ryan Gosling did. You and me, buddy. In, he was telling me. Imagine 2017 <laughs> is Ryan Gosling. <laughs> what would you do to Ryan Gosling? Me. That's what I would do to this year. <laughs> Whoa. It's the best year of your life. So, should we take out another couple of emails? Let's go ahead. Let's end the show the right way, the yeah. way we usually do. Let's do a couple more emails. Well, then I'll combine two into one because Dooney and Dunter asked literally the same question. A little suspicious here. It is a little suspicious. Hmm. The Dooney collusion and here. Horror. So Dooney, which so off, like off the record, you yeah. guys yeah. actually don't know who Dunter is. We have no you guys idea. don't. We're on the record. What are you talking? We're on about? the record. I mean, like off the record, on the record. You I know think what it's mean? pretty fucking obvious who he is. Okay. You guys, I you, still don't know who Dunter I, is because you're clueless. I also. <laughs> I love my world of ignorant bliss. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna portray a There's an educated guess though. Yes. There's a working theory. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it's not it's not confirmed. It's really quite obvious. And we also we also do not try to I don't try to Suspension uh, of disbelief, man. Yeah, suspension of disbelief, <laughs> right? Because you want it to keep coming in. He keeps yeah. giving us content. I'm gonna say it's a hundred. If I walk into I your like bedroom know. right now, I'm not gonna get one of those like whodunit murder mystery corkboards. With like the yarn, yeah, the yarn. Who is Dunter? And it's like this guy. And then Talk you to take this guy. a step back and you realize that it makes like a smiley face. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's it John all clicks. <laughs> yeah, if you if you email DunterHorsed at gmail.com, my phone will not be going <laughs> off subsequently. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, not you. But like, you're not oh, yeah. investigating. It's not one of those things where like you're really trying. I, to piece you know, it I, together. I was for a long time. I was really like up in arms about it because. There was. It's your name. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. I never really <laughs> well, had that much of an attachment to that. Whole to my thing. name. <laughs> my name. I'm always been willing to change it. At first, it. I just liked the anonymity, and then it was like there were weird coincidences that I was finding, and I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. What? Yeah. Right. And then after a while, it's like you know, I'm not a spoil sport. Who cares? Let yeah, it go. Man. Yeah, man. I just I let people do the the people thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let nice. them do what they're going to do. Thank you for the people thing. They both ask in one way or the other, if you could re-experience or relearn a video game again, what would it be? Oh, wow. Play it, Replay a video game for the first time. To replay Rediscover a video time. game. Like, like, it's like right now. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Right now. Because like, <laughs> man, like, you know, I don't think that there was an experience... That was like me learning Guitar Hero for the first time, dude. That is what I was gonna say as well. I, I don't, I don't think that anything will be for me as like overarching in how critical it was. It was just such. It was a fundamental part of the time that I was in. Yeah, right. It, it played such a big role in like our lives. So I don't think, but I don't think that me learning it now would have the same effect. Like, I wouldn't want to relearn that as a 26-year-old. Well, 
I mean, I think just well, is that the question? Like, I don't get to relive. The question the is, what do you if want? If you can relearn or re-experience any video, see, game, I think if it was like to get those experience again, or like relive. Like if if it was like reliving, I would easily relive the Guitar Hero. Yeah, games. that's what I was anticipating as too as well. If it was more of like a you haven't played this game and now you're 26 and you get the chance to learn this game, that one I might just do like Witcher Three. That's a dumber question though. A better question is like reliving that experience. I would say for me, those are my two. Be- I would relive Witch, uh Guitar Hero Two days, mm-hmm. and I would relearn. Uh, Witcher 3 and go through the Witcher 3 again. I just, on the idea of like reliving it, it was like the whole way that I got into Guitar Hero was literally I came home and just randomly, because I played actual guitar, <laughs> my mom saw the video game version of this and just bought it for me for some reason. So just sick. randomly. And we were sitting on the couch so and she was like, sick. I was going to give it to you for your birthday, but that's in like four months and I kind of just want to see you play this. Yeah. And I was oh, like, shit. okay. She's so like, put I it on expert. Because of exactly. Jordan Reedy. I thought Jordan Reedy was the first person that got everyone into it. She probably copied me. <laughs> there <All right>. you go. <laughs> no, but uh, so yeah, and I pulled it out, and like my mom watched me play, and she was like, "This is awesome," because it was just full of songs that my parents loved. Right. And then my dad found out what it was, and he like came up to my room. He's like, hey, "I heard you have this really cool game. I want to watch you play it." And I was like, nice. "Okay, dude. Anytime so I have sick. an audience, that is cool. Oh yeah, playing dude, games, I'm over <laughs> the moon." I think, was, yeah, I yeah. want people to watch me play. It was especially inspiring. family, I, you know. Yeah, well, like, I think yeah, we finally reconnect on something. I think we all had that, right? So like, we got to the point where we were so good that like, when other people would watch you, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's like watching awesome. a virtuoso, right? Yeah, yeah like I remember Cole, Cole Jordan's dad watching me play it, or like. Brooks bringing his friends over and they'd be like, oh, I play on expert. And I'm like, cool. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you play really on expert? Do you perfect on expert? Yeah, oh, man. But that was, I mean, that was just one of the best experiences that I've had with a video game for sure. And I obviously got very good at it and I liked that as well. I mean, a close second is obviously learning like how fighting games work for the first time and like that feeling of that clicking for what the first time. What was the biggest click, like stride it you It was hit? in Street Fighter 4 and... I don't really know exactly what it was that clicked, but I remember watching a video of a, a really famous player playing my character and like watching for the first time and not just watching to like be amazed by him, but watching to see what he did. See and the then tech. I, yeah, I looked at the tech, the tech that was there. Not like this, like the obvious tech, like, Oh, you can combo that. But just, he, it was like the first, it was when I kind of, understood the idea of frame traps for the first time and seeing what he did is he literally just (laughs) pressing like a jab and then immediately afterwards he got this big combo and i was like how did he know to do that he must have just like read the situation perfectly but he fished for it and i understand that like he fished for it purposefully so i went online and i was like i wonder if this works and it fucking worked and i was like this is fucking insane i was like this is awesome and then from there i was just able to like really grasp more concepts so much more quickly so thank you uh, Pai Chin, he played Cody back in Street Fighter 4 and he was fucking nice. awesome. So. Spaceman? Yeah, that was me, yeah. In true Spaceman fashion, man, I, the game that, in my mind, if I could relearn it, it's like these big moments where things click and like that clicking moment. For me, it's mm-hmm. Kerbal Space Program. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the ability... What is, like, that? what is that? Kerbal Space Program, KSP? Oh. Yeah, I don't know We'll show, it, we'll show it to you. Yeah. Sandbox it's cool. space simulator. It's a okay. physics-driven game where you need to actually build a rocket and get it out of atmosphere. And okay. you can build like space stations and go to other planets, but not just like, there's a planet, I'll go there. It's like orbital mechanics. Yeah. To the point where like I, I see a great beauty in the world and in physics, 
and orbital mechanics is a class I never took in college, unfortunately. Hmm. So I like thought I understood it kind of like on a theoretical basis, just based on like self teaching. Yeah. Uh, but playing the game, you actually learn it. Hmm. Like I now understand orbits in a way that I can explain it to people who took it in college That's and I understand it a bit better than they now. do. Yeah. So I can put things in orbit. I can like, then I can rendezvous with something in orbit based on a second launch <laughs> and I can build a space station and then go to another planet and like go <laughs> retrograde orbit to slow down and then like land on the planet. Like, and it helps me. I see a great beauty in the world now that I didn't see before. I understand gravity better by playing KSP. It's huge. The, like the world and universe is more beautiful now that I've played this game and understand orbits. Yeah. So to me, there was just something that clicked and made the world like a cooler place to live in now that I understand <laughs> how it was designed. You know, that to me, it, it was pretty cool. Very appropriate. Didn't like NASA or somebody came out and like. Praise the game. No, no, right? they gave their like official sanction. Yeah, they yeah, yeah sanction. They, the they game. weren't. They like weren't consul- proper learning tools. Like <laughs> they weren't consulted at all. And as I came out, I was like, "Yeah, this is a great way to learn orbital mechanics." Like, this funny is, if this they is were crazy. like, uh, "What like, are your achievements is- on K- <laughs> KSP?" <laughs> what? Um, oh, come on, man! All right, no, you're not getting hired. But dude, it's absolutely worth playing, Hunter. I mean, if not, if not, like, don't. You don't need to like really get into it. Although you can, like, you can get into it. But it's worth playing. Just go go to the moon. Yeah. Just spend like seven hours building rockets and like blowing up and killing Kerbins over and over again. These like little animated They're little like monster guys that is are it, your so astronauts. Is it 3D or is it 2D? Oh, it's 3D. Okay, cool. Yeah, I absolutely. Was say, I was like, it, it you're on Kerbin and you have the, the Kerbin space program and yeah. you're trying to put Kerbals, these little creature, little cute, I don't know. what Min- They look like minions. Frog kind of, yeah. yeah, minion frog people mm-hmm. and you launch them and there are times like the first time I landed on the moon, it's called like, it, it's moon essentially is what it's called. I, I got there, but when I landed the rocket, it fell over. So like my my return back to Kerbin, the home planet, like wasn't gonna work because the rocket broke. Yeah. So I took the the astronaut uh, Jeff out of it. And he was <laughs> yeah. just, he was just sitting there on the moon in a spacesuit, looking around without a rocket to get in. So it's like I spent hours and hours getting there, and I get there, the rocket falls over and breaks. So I immediately go back to the home planet, like let's get a rescue mission going. Yeah. Like let's make it happen. You know, you <laughs> spent hours for a goal, and like. I achieved the goal and didn't want to stop, you know? Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a great beauty to it that I, I really appreciated. It's a good one. Yeah. What about you, Chase? So when it comes to reliving experiences, I'm tempted to, like, Guitar Hero is very great. Yeah. Even a shout out to, like, Mortal Kombat 9. There you go. When you and I were climbing the leaderboards to number 50 in the world, those are some of the best times I ever had. I'm Just trying to relive those moments now. Every, yeah. Literally, <laughs> we have been looking to relive those the moments. The tale of the dragon, yeah, man. Absolutely. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, never catch it. When it comes to reliving things, I think I got to go to my competitive Halo 2 days. I've never oh, yeah. been. I've never been Halo, as good yeah. at a video game as I was at Halo 2 and Halo 3. I just like, there were people who were better than me, of course, but I was just disgusting. Like, you were locally significant. Exactly. Like, it was <laughs> like if anyone said, I'm good at Halo, I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Easy. You know, like, I'll take that any day. Whereas with Guitar Hero, it's like a wager. It's like mm-hmm. a bet. I'm like, no, you're not. Okay, here we go. You know, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Is he really? <laughs> right. Um, but when it comes to relearning something, you know, of course, I have my favorite game of all time, which is Ocarina of Time. But I don't mm-hmm. think relearning that now would be that significant. Right. So I'll say Dark Souls. I actually recently replayed Dark Souls. I just like, I'm going to replay this game. And started a new character, and I beat every single boss, including all of the, the DLC bosses, in 15 hours. I just wrecked that game. And as I was going through it again, you know, it's been a long, it's been long enough that you forget parts of the game, so you're able to like re-experience them. And I've just never felt such a one-to-one 
communication between the designer and the game and like me, the person. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a game that I think perfectly exemplifies the idea of existing for its own sake. Like it is there for it to be played and that is it. And it's just uncompromising in, in its vision. Uh, and it's a game that inspires me to this day always. Uh, and I, so yeah, I think, I think the answer would be dark souls for yeah. me. So that's what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, those are some great questions. A great year in review. Does anybody else have anything to say? I, I was going to ask, I mean, is anybody, is there anything in 2018 that y'all are particularly excited about? And I know I have one. I'll start with mine. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay, go for it. I'm hoping, this is what my hope is. This is what the kind of the bet is at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the whole crypto thing, the whole cryptocurrency, yeah. which is currently kind of like this fad that's bleeding into society and, and people are like questioning it and they don't believe it, but they're trying to understand it. I'm hoping that this is the year of mass adoption. And I'm hoping that institutional investors get in. I hope that grandmas get in. I hope that everybody <laughs> starts really just being like, nope, they're like, we don't need to go through banks. We don't need to go through this in order to, if you want to be in China and I'm here, I can get you the money right away. You know, I mean, I think once that starts clicking to people and they start getting it and you can pay for things like, when McDonald's starts accepting yeah. Litecoin and when fucking Amazon starts accepting Ripple and, you know, all these things, I'm hoping that this is the year that that actually starts happening. Do you think that's not just going to, like, destroy foundational aspects of the economy? I think that it will incredibly jar financial services industry yeah. as an intermediary, at least. Because I think that they're the, the trust gap that they're serving where it's like you and I want to interact in order for you and I to interact. I need a trusted third party, like a bank or a insurance company or a title company to validate this transaction. Now we don't need that anymore. And I think that those people that have these huge, huge institutions huge. of uh, trust, huge. huge billions and billions and <laughs> billions of dollars, and Dang. trust that their whole thing is that they're a trusted party. I it's a little bit of this whole like freedom fighter libertarianism bullshit, but it's like I really think that like people are starting to realize like I don't really trust these people. <laughs> I don't trust banks that much, or I don't trust you know title companies and shit that much. That seems to be the problem. It's like money's backed by the government, so five dollars is five dollars, and there's a little bit of inflation, sure, over time, but we understand that. It seems like Bitcoin. Man, it's like the joke I told you earlier. It's like the son asks his dad for ten dollars of Bitcoin. The dad responds, eleven dollars. What do you need eight seventy five for? Yeah, right. You know, like the, <laughs> if I'm Amazon and I'm saying this costs ten dollars for me to break even, here's ten dollars in Bitcoin. In a week, I don't know that I just broke even. Yeah, but at the same time, the uh, bringing it to like a derivatives market where you can, if it goes down, you can bet against it. And if it goes up, you can bet against it. So that's that not, kind of, that's not Amazon's job though. You know what I mean? Well, they just if you're want a it. sophisticated company with that big of, uh, of clientele that can, yeah, that can diversify themselves in enough way to be able to make sure that they're not getting fucked either way. I mean, you should be able to kind of do that. Right. I mean, but you don't, it's not their job. Right. But, I think it's it's a natural growth pain that comes with it being an early market, right? We think of it, we think about it as like, oh man, like six hundred billion dollars is where the market cap's at. It's gonna it's gonna go up and down a lot. If it starts getting into the 
two, three trillion, four, five trillion, it'll kind of, you can't have big market plays that really affect it that much. And it'll be more like the stock market, right? Um, and so I'm just thinking that this year will be a year where instead of you see this big fucking bull run from Bitcoin being the $1,000 to $20,000 and everyone's like, what is this about? Right? Hopefully people will start actually like learning what it is, learning what, how to secure it, learning how to use it, why you, why there are different use cases, why they're all different. I'm just hoping that that's like the biggest thing that I like take away from 2018 because I kind of see like, I can see how my year will play out from a work perspective. I can see how it'll play out from a couple of other, like my hobbies perspective, but that's the biggest thing that I'm like, man, I'm really excited about that. That and DBFC. (laughs) I mean, like those are the two fucking things that I'm like really, really excited about. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm the same way about DBFZ for sure. I don't have as much invested in cryptocurrency, but I am also excited about it uh, through you, of course. Um, But I mean, yeah, DBFZ is going to be the first time that we all get to really like play at an even field, which is awesome. That is crazy. And that's not just us, but like also in the competitive scene, which is essentially the the pro sports that I watch. That's going to be happening where like all these big names will all come together to play the same game. Do you think fun. DBFZ will be a headliner at some of these major fighting game events? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's easily going to be the headliner at all the ones that like openly reject, I mean, not reject Street Fighter, but like oppose Street Fighter being. Or acknowledge the, the faults of Street Fighter. Or? Yeah, right. The ones that aren't just like totally obsessed with the name, yeah. right? There's still going to be the Capcom Pro Tour. And because of that, you can't rightfully yeah, you can't, not yeah. put a Capcom game as number one. Right. But every other tournament, I feel like might have. DBSC. Y'all seem like dead set. Like, is there not any resistance coming from it at all? Like to DBSC? No. Why? <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, <laughs> like seriously, that's honestly. That's I guess I just really I just wonder if there will be as much adoption of it as opposed to people. You know, if there's a new other cool fighting games out there, will they not also take some this spotlight? Is the most competitive year and coming year for fighting games ever, and DBFC is easily the number one praised and anticipated game out of all of them. <laughs> Followed maybe by Street Fighter Five AE, and even that is so much more like they're coming with a new much. game of Street Fighter Five. Yeah, the new, the biggest re redo is Re-up. yeah. Is it a new game or is it? I mean, the mechanics are being overhauled and like the there's New characters more characters and, and stuff. Yeah. Which shout outs to Cody and Street Fighter five. It's literally the only thing that could have like kept me in, like very dedicated to the series was okay. them announcing my favorite character. So. Okay, cool. But yeah, that's what I'm excited for DBFZ and Cody. And then also hopefully being out of college pretty soon too as well. So. I have no <laughs> unrealistic expectations about kicking the shit out of y'all and in dbfz but but other scrubs but other but, yeah because well, mostly <laughs> like uh, i want i want i'm hoping that we can have some seshes where some fun matches yeah we can matches. isn't there a three a three v three? Oh yeah yep can we not three v three oh we will oh we will how fucking awesome would that be awesome <laughs> it's easily the coolest awesome. part of the game man so i'm 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 looking forward more to that kind of shit like I just want to be good. Learning together. I just want to be good, and I want to kick the shit out of noobs, and I want us to fucking play other people and like noobs have some beware. cool sessions. I want to play other people. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think it's about time we played other people. <laughs> oh, man. Anybody else have anything anybody else, anybody anticipating? 2018? 2018 is going to be great. So I'm just looking the, forward uh, to the whole year. Oh, yeah. 
at the 2018 Candidates Tournament for chess. Yeah. 2018 World Championship. Let me know when it is, dude. I'm going to say, I'm going to be Magnus watching it, too. Carlson, so, man. Yeah. I'll kick dude, in. Magnus Carlson's playing. I know who that is. He's, a world, he's a world champion. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for Fabiana Caruana, who's a current American chess player, one of my favorites. Hopefully he gets his um, his win in the Candidates and plays in the uh, the World Championship. I started running oh. later, uh, late Good in this year. So, man, if I can start like running regularly, that's something you I'd be can. A, I, I'm excited <laughs> for that. Like it just—it's so easy to not do. It's just so easy to There's come home from work like and not run. And to rationalize not. Yeah, running it's too. so easy. Yeah. So I'm hoping to do that more often. Um, sister-in-law's pregnant, due early January. It's exciting. There you go. So excited, excited also, for that. Also, yeah, man. I'm a fucking uncle. Yeah, that's a funkle, if you will. <laughs> the funter is now a funkle. That's great. <laughs> He funked yeah, it up. And, and taking some solo shifts in mission, mission Control, something I'm really excited about. Again, yeah. two and a half years coming, so I'm excited to, to get that off the road. Rightfully. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I think Good we're times, all, man. Yeah. All, I can't wait to re-record this in a year from now. Man, it's going to be great talking about all that. Uh, but if you want to keep up with what we're doing throughout the rest of the year, you can always follow the show at Woody Banter Show. Uh, you can always follow me at Probably Max. If you want to follow Chase, you can follow him at Bodacious Chase. If you want to follow Diesel, I think I'm 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 gonna soon. pick up Crypto Diesel. Crypto so. Diesel should be the name. If you want to follow Space Max, good luck, because uh, he's nowhere to be found. There's no paper trail. <laughs> you don't have my phone number. Trail. He's in the. Yeah. There's a reason. He's yeah. on the moon. <laughs> don't reach out. <laughs> yeah, you'll just have to check back on the show every now and again. He's in orbit. <laughs> he's on here. Yeah, he's in orbit exactly. Uh, but yeah, this has been a real great year. And here's to one more, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Let's go ahead and beat dope boop out of here. Beat up, 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 be